Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. Hello again, and a very happy new year to you all for 2017. I'd like to take this opportunity on a personal level to thank all of you who sent my wife Sarah and I best wishes and congratulations on the birth of baby Emily Grace. She arrived 10 days late on the 28th of December, which sadly for GTTA meant that we were a bit busy and the Christmas playlist podcast for 2016 never actually made it online, although it was almost fully prepared and ready to go. Never mind, another ten months or so, perhaps I can make use of it this year. Anyway, this is a special double edition of the podcast, which will cover both February and March's podcasts this year. And the reason that they're linked is that both episodes have the theme of water. Rivers, seas and oceans, tides and founts. So I hope your own personal watery favourite appears somewhere in either of these podcasts. Let's start at the seaside then, down on England's south coast, in sunny Bournemouth and the march that Colonel Norman Bearcroft wrote for their centenary some years ago now, performed here in the Songster Leaders Council's Festival of 1992 at the Royal Albert Hall. Bournemouth Centennial.
I was singing along there. I hope some of you were too. Do you remember how we used to progressively miss more and more of the words out of that chorus until there were more gaps than notes? <sighs> Moving swiftly on. Sidney Cox has been mentioned several times on going to the army before. He was a Salvation Army major before leaving our ranks to have great success as an independent evangelist in the United States of America. And of course, his songs still make up a large part of our army songbook. One of his choruses that most of us have sung since our earliest days in the primary is Deep and Wide. And this setting of that familiar chorus was arranged by Andy Mackerith. Played for us by Birmingham Citadel Band is Deep and Wide.
Birmingham Citadel, whose band we just heard, has been a wonderful expression of Salvationism for 125 years, and certainly for as long as I can remember its band and Songster Brigade have been amongst the most respected and influential sections that there are. I remember as a young man travelling a very long way to hear the famous Songster Brigade under Songster leader Fred Crowhurst. And when their LP, Songs in Chorus, was released, it was one of just a few Songster LPs that my dad, a confirmed bando if ever there was one, bought before SPNS had reduced its price in the sale. The big piece from that LP was The Mighty River, one of very few pieces ever published in the choral version of the festival series. Richard Slater's words are brilliantly set here by Kenneth Downey. So let us offer to the Lord our thanks that those living waters will always be available to make the foulest clean. The Mighty River
a great sing that piece is. It's been sung in many army halls and churches, but I wonder if it's ever been sung close to a mighty flowing river. Maybe we should. Shall we gather? I listened to quite a few recordings to select that last piece, which of course was arranged by Len Ballantyne, and the one that we heard I felt really captured the style best. It was all the way from Sweden and the Jörn Scherping Band, and a 1995 recording that they made called Light Music. Closer to home again now, 
And again, when I was a young man, I was always interested in other forms of Salvation Army music, apart from bands and songsters. Many of you will know, and some I dare say even remember, I was for several years in the rock group Blood and Fire. There never seemed to be enough of these types of group that were encouraged enough to become really good. And I seriously think that the Salvation Army missed the boat somewhere in making life so hard, and yes, sadly at times unwelcome, for contemporary groups. But one group who did very well indeed were the solid rock band from Gloucester, a group led by the erstwhile Cliff Matthews, still the core bandmaster today and also a member of the International Staff Songsters. But here he is now in his former guise, with the group and the title track from their LP, Footprints on the Water. Ripples in your life can cause a tidal wave of trouble Ugly colours dissipating from reflections of your friends The stream of life flows on and on and flows into the sea Where loss of life is prevalent as people cease to be Footprints on the water Yeah, he can walk upon the sea Joyce can make it 
alcohol may drown your sorrows, but only for a while. To escape from your reality, you can search until you die. But the wind of change you need is of the Pentecostal kind. Footprints on the water. Yeah, he can walk upon the sea. I was, for almost 30 years, a soldier, bandsman and songster at Portsmouth Citadel. What tremendous experiences I had with those sections in that time, visiting all areas of the UK, as well as Holland, Switzerland, Germany, Belgium and the USA. That is most of my service overseas. And so it's fitting that we're now going to hear the selection of that name, composed by Eric Ball in 1939 and recorded in a BBC broadcast by the Citadel Band way back in 1956. On Service Overseas. Thank you. 
I left Portsmouth in 2015 and moved up to Lincoln, where I've been delighted to join in the worship at a smaller but no less dedicated corps. A very fine gentleman, Peter Darley, recently returned to our corps after a lengthy gap in his own service, and he's asked me to play a particular piece this month. So in return, I asked him to share his testimony for us. Well, Peter, it's been good to uh, have you join us in the Corps again recently, but I gather you were in Lincoln Corps quite some years ago. Yes, I was brought up in the Corps, and uh, I went to, I joined the YP band and the, the singing company after I'd been made a junior soldier. And you presumably went through the YP then into the Senior Corps and uh, became a member of the Senior Band? Did you yes, play, I, I played, played Soprano, the, didn't you? I played Soprano in the Lincoln Citadel Band for quite some time, yes. But then something happened and it disrupted your service for God? I sort of lost my way a little bit. Yeah. And unfortunately I didn't play with the band for about 30 odd years. But God has an amazing way of remaining faithful to us, doesn't he? And uh, he, he, he paid you a bit of a surprise one morning last year, was it? Yeah, you never forget your roots. I always thought I was a Salvationist. I always felt, if somebody said to me, what's your religion? I would have said Salvation Army. But one day last year, I just, I just collapsed and my heart stopped beating and I was on the floor motionless. That was in town just as you were getting in your car? I just went to my car, yes, and I fell on the floor. And uh, if it hadn't been for a lady called Irene Bosworth, uh, who actually revived me, um, I wouldn't be here now. No, you, you, as you said to me, you, you effectively died for, for quite some time on the ground. Several there. minutes, yes. yeah. But then you were born again in more than one way. <laughs> well, yeah, I, after my operation, which saved my life, um, I met a, a Christian man in the ward at the hospital. Uh, he, he was a, a Baptist, member of the Baptist church. And uh, I said to him, you must be a Christian because he'd been, this man was so bright and lovely. And uh, he said, but are you a Christian? I said, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I, um, I used to be a salvationist. And he said, well, what do you mean used to be? I said, well, I lost my way a little bit. But it's amazing, I find it amazing that, like you said, Jesus' love just seemed to shine out of that man. And that, that must have made you want to talk to him a little bit more. And, and you spoke and then prayed together, did you? Yeah, he said to me, uh, have you been born again? And I said, well, no. And I didn't really understand what he meant. He explained it to me. And then he said, we can put that right, right here, right now. And we prayed on the bed in this open ward in Glenfield Hospital. And I became born again. And after that, you felt that perhaps you ought to give the Lord some more of your time. Absolutely. Because you're not a young man. You're 70 now. You've just, just turned 70. So half your life, really, you've been kind of wandering away from, away from the army. And now Jesus has brought you back. Yeah, you never forget your roots, do you? No. You wipe your band time and stuff. No. And you've started worshipping with us. You were enrolled just a few weeks ago. You've got your picture in the Salvationist just this week. This week, that's right, yeah. That's right. And uh, it's been great to welcome you back into the fellowship of the band as well. Thank you very much. Over the last few weeks. Yeah. And you've, you're making a very good job of that second cornet part. In fact, uh, we make sure we get most of the notes in. <laughs> well, I start at the beginning and finish when you finish, so... <laughs> that's, that's excellent. And your hopes for the future? Oh, more work for the Lord and uh, hopefully keep up the good work, yeah, with his help. It's fantastic. It's a great story and thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you very much. Um, 
now we're going to go into a song which has got a personal connection for you. Um, many of you older members will remember singing a vocal march with the songsters called The Flowing River. Um, it was originally just a band march and it was recorded on the old 78s. Uh, we're going to hear a recording of the vocal version which was recorded by Chelmsford Songsters a number of years ago. Tell me about the connection with that song. Yeah, well the words to that march was written by my granddad. Um, talk to Lydia. Tom Jackson from Boston. And so here then is that old march by William Broughton with words by songster leader Tom Jackson. The flowing river.
What a wonderful testimony that is. And it's great to share in ministry with Peter in the core. And he's also a great encourager to me in my own musical ministry. I thank God for him and his service, and also for that great family heritage of Thomas Jackson and those well-used words that he wrote to William Broughton's popular march. Thanks also to Chelmsford Songsters, who recorded that for us. So, we've had mighty rivers, flowing rivers of grace, water deep and wide, footprints on the water, and now we're going to have peace like a river. A trombone quartet arrangement of that tune, played by the United States of America Southern Territory Band on a tour of England in 1990. And this was arranged by Stephen Buller. Peace Like a River.
And so, after the flowing river and peace like a river, we're now going to have the International Staff Songsters, again conducted by Colonel Bearcroft, and this time they're singing One More River.
in the podcast, we heard a Swedish Salvation Army band. And I've been listening to quite a bit of music recently by the Swedish composer Emil Soderström. And I thoroughly recommend reading the book by Robert Getz about his life and music that was published about ten years ago. There is much in that book that's most informative and fascinating. A little piece that he wrote, and which was published in 1957, is the selection On the Sea. And we're going to listen to that rarely heard gem now, played by the predecessors of the current Amsterdam staff band, the Netherlands National Band, On the Sea.
On to another arrangement now by Ken Downey. I first heard this song in 1984 when I was privileged to accompany a young soprano soloist in a large festival at the old Wesley Central Hall in Portsmouth. I fell in love with the arrangement right then, and I've always enjoyed the opportunity to hear it since when it's been featured by various soloists. From a hill I know, healing waters flow. O rise, Emmanuel's tide, and my soul overflow. Healing Waters
A most beautiful arrangement, and wonderfully sung there by Katie Harding, who of course was one of the trio of singers who blessed so many a few years ago in the Salvation Army, and who were known as the Three Sopranos. That recording was taken from their CD, Let Me Fly. Well, we're getting very near now to the end of this podcast. But the good news, if you've enjoyed it, of course, is that I managed to find so much excellent water-related Salvation Army music that the second part of this selection will be the March podcast. So not too long to wait for that. Songs of the Seas is one of the many larger compositions that was written by Colonel Ray Stebbin Allen for the annual festivals at the Royal Albert Hall. On this occasion, in 1984, and featuring the festival chorus... Songs of the Sea.
And to finish this first collection of water music, no, we're not going to hear any Handel today, but we are going to hear a fine old 1921 march by Fred Dockerill to set us on our way. But before we do, let me, as always, thank you for listening and for supporting Going to the Army. I wish you every blessing and happiness for 2017. And played by the London, Ontario band, this is the march across the sea. Cheerio, and God bless you all. Thank you.